There are moments in our lives when our experience supports our idealized image of the way we think the world should work, the way we think things should be. And those moments uplift our souls and fill us with a hope, that warm feeling, that just maybe the world can change for the better. And then what happens? You have that next experience where your hope's deflated when you come upon evidence that reminds you that our reality does not yet live up to that ideal. So then what's our challenge? I think it's to accept that the messianic age is something that we have to keep working towards. And that we as a Jewish people, members of the covenant of hope, must never shrink from trying to change what is to what we know should be. In my recent congregational trip to Israel, I had multiple opportunities to test that truism. So that warm feeling came over me when I went to the Tel Aviv Museum of Art for the very first time, and I saw this special exhibit for the last 10 winners of the Heim Schiff Prize for figurative art and the new winner. And they were amazing pieces on display that represented the beautiful diversity of modern Israel. There were moving pieces on the wall by Ashkenazi Jews, by Sephardic Jews. A Druze artist had carpet paintings that were so moving. And then this year's winner, an Arab Israeli who lives in Haifa, and she focuses on the Palestinian-Israeli experience she won. And I felt that that experience there in the gallery reflected what I saw in Israel as we toured Israelis, uh, Christian and Arabs and uh, Jewish all together on the beaches and the parks in the university. But then, an encounter with a Sufi Muslim, we were invited into his home in Jaffa, reminded me not to abandon my naivete and accept that the challenge that he's working on to create more encounters that lead to understanding between Israeli, Arabs, and Jews is indeed that, a challenge, a deep challenge. He's trying to create kindergartens and elementary schools that would promote communal understanding where those kids will study together. And those plans are considered radical by everybody. His extended family tells him it won't work because you can't trust Jews. And the Jews are afraid to do what? Study with the Arabs, have their kids learn there. There is so much more work to be done in a country that is home to a true diversity of peoples and faiths. But I was glad to see this man doggedly trying and some people joining with him and the city giving him the land for one school startup. Another such moment, we stopped in the north at an Ethiopian Jewish woman leader's center where she teaches about Ethiopian Jewish culture and the Aliyah. She warmly talked about what she saw as successful integration of those Jews who had immigrated not so long ago from such a different cultural experience. She had great pride in being an Israeli. She had us all dress up in Ethiopian uh, clothing. You should have seen me. <laughs> and we danced. 
And I took a photo, one of my favorite photos, I put up on Facebook, of uh, three women standing there with her. Gunda Trepp, member of our synagogue, the Blondini, next to one of the bat mitzvah girls with a fantastic Ashkenazi punim, and then our guide, a young Yemenite, vibrant Jewish woman. I entitled the photo, The Many Faces of Judaism, Celebrating Our Diversity as a People. We blessed her, and she cried. But just a few days later, what happened? We were in the bus on the way up to Jerusalem, and what should have been a 45-minute journey became a two-hour journey. Because Ethiopian Israeli immigrants blocked the roads. And what were they protesting? Police brutality. The previous night, an unarmed Ethiopian young man was shot to death by an off-duty police officer. And they were protesting against the lack of acceptance and suffering at the hands of the police. The papers and radios in Hebrew asked the question, do Israeli black lives matter? And the government is doing so much to say yes. But the immigrants are saying, enough. We have to speak out. There is more work to be done. Don't be naive, Rabbi Jonathan. We head up north to a kibbutz by the Golan. The kids went chocolate tasting. If you go on a trip with me, what do the adults do? We went wine tasting. Good wine. And there you are in the Buckalak Hills, the, the Galilee. It's so gorgeous. You can see Israeli farmers uh, trying to do organic farming, building uh, really uh, amazing communities. They're the ruins of the ancient uh, um, settlements nearby. Spot, which is being renewed. It seems so peaceful and pastoral. But then reality set in as we went on our Jeep tour. And we came up to the border. And there it was, an Israeli uh, bulldozer trying to build up a better tank barrier to limit the speed of a potential intrusion of Hezbollah from Lebanon or from this hill over here, Iranian-armed Assyrians from Syria from coming in. It's a reminder that the Israeli reality is so different from our American experience. We continent dwellers often fail to understand just how small what we think is mighty little Israel really is. She's near neighbors who, given the chance, still would rain death upon her. It's a sobering sight to behold, even after a few fine tastes of really good wine. Finally, in Yerushalayim, I'm a fan of the show Shtisel. So I had to go seek out the lobby where that drama takes place. It's a huge hit on, on uh, Netflix about Hasidic households or, or Orthodox households. So I want to look where the characters go on their public dates. Do you know about that? They do public dating. So I went into this lobby and I saw traditional men and women, beautiful people, drinking coffee, schmoozing with serious smiles on their faces about future possible lives together. And I thought about the beautiful pictures of the Hasidim dancing, expressing their love for God and Torah, as I was in other art shops, and how amazing and wonderful we all have our own Jewish way to express our love of God, and we're all in this country together. 
and it felt great. Was it real? Well, reality intruded itself as similarly dressed men called out to me that as a reformee, I am not a Jew. And what did they say? I should go back to where I came from. <laughs> yeah. We were standing in the plaza at the Kotel, the Western Wall, as a heroic Anat Hoffman led a Jewishly mixed group of women in Rosh Chodesh prayers. I was there as an ally trying to revert this group of protesters who wanted to limit non-Orthodox rights and not hear the voice of those women praying out loud. So I was trying to limit them from disturbing that progressive religious demonstration. I engaged them in Hebrew and in English. And there were American Orthodox Jews who were saying this to me, by the way, as well. And it was a tense moment. But I believe that we who love Israel cannot stay silent when we encounter those who want to turn it into their vision of a medieval expression of a Jewish state. Anat is an Israeli who does optimistically look towards the future. And she knows that we can't tire in the struggle to keep working to make the real Israel a home that reflects the best of Jewish values. And so we partner with her as a synagogue and as clergy, just as we partner with the Israeli reform movement, who will be inviting you to join an election in six months to make sure that our voice is an equal voice at the table in the Jewish National Fund World Zionist Organization elections. Rabbi Beth and I are the national chairs of that effort for the clergy side of the team. So I hope you'll help us. Because we have to pursue our ideals while we face uncomfortable realities. That's our challenge as Jews. And it's always been a part of our history. We're much more hopeful. Yet we have to be aware that the extreme is there as well. In our Parsha this Shabbat, we have that expression where Pinchas comes forward and acting on his own as extremist, kills two people in front of the Beit HaMikdash because he didn't agree with them. But 36 times in the Torah, what does it say? Love your neighbor as yourself. Do good in the world. See that larger hope as we work to bring change. And let us not lose hope. And let us not be realistic and settle. But let's settle for a reality of blessing that we've brought to our people. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>